Well, welcome, welcome, welcome back, guys, to another edition of Pierre's Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Pierre Mail. And listen, as always, it is a delight to be with you guys on this Thursday afternoon. And I am so excited to be kicking off this new series, Ministry Looks Like You. I'm actually doing this series right now uh, at CTAP Church, the church I'm on staff at. Um, we are doing an eight-week study of uh, the pastoral epistles in which um, we're discussing ministry. But uh, I did this probably about, I probably did the uh, actual message, man, at least two years ago, in which we examine how we're all called to ministry. So we're going to be kicking that off today. But listen, before we jump into that, as always, this is listener supported and we need your support. We cannot do this broadcast without you. So any donation you can make is a blessing. For more information, visit peerspodcast.com, peerspodcast.com. Prayerfully consider what you like to give. That would be a blessing because it'll help us to be able to continue to further the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so now on to today's message. Part one of Ministry Looks Like You. So today, as we kick off part one, ministry looks like you. We want to look at how ministry looks like Jesus, how ministry looks like Jesus. I entitled today's message, ministry is spiritual. Luke 6, 12 says, one day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. There's a very <clears throat> important thought here that we want to take away. And the thought is is that we must always be before God. Spend time seeking God's face and embracing his thoughts and his plans. His plans for our lives and the lives around us that we are called to impact. Remember, we are here to serve others and not ourselves. Let me say that again. We are here to serve others and not ourselves. See, this best reflects Christ, which ultimately reflects the love of God. But in order to do that, you must be willing to be before God on your face. We are to pray without ceasing. And this is what we see Jesus doing when we read that passage. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, never stop praying. Never stop praying. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit. As ministers, which is what we all are, because the word minister means servant, and we're all here to serve the local body, but also to serve those in need. We are to bring everything before God. We are filled 
with the Holy Spirit and therefore must listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 and 12 says, No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Isn't that powerful? When you stop and think about that, it's giving an indication that we must be filled with the Spirit. And in order to communicate with God correctly and most effectively, we must have His Spirit dwelling within us. As we pray, we will begin to hear God more clearly and we will communicate more effectively in our fervent prayers. Listen, we are not of this world, but we are in it. We are here with a new mind, with a new mind. Once we turned our lives over to Christ, we took on the mind of Christ. Romans 12, 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. But how do we change the way we think? Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit. I love what Dr. Tony Evans says here in one of his illustrations. Listen to this. When you leave church on Sundays, you go to your car and make your way home or out to dinner. You will deplete the reserve of gas in the tank. You don't have to be a bad person for your car to go from full to empty. You just have to use the car. If you drive, I can guarantee you, you will deplete the gasoline. Many times when people leave church, they are spiritually full because of the time they spent singing praises to God and hearing his word. However, within two hours of being filled, their spiritual tank will begin to dissipate. All a person has to do to lose their feeling is to live life. Life has its way of draining out the reality of the Holy Spirit in you. Just like a person who drives a car has to continue to make trips to the gas station to fill up and make the car run smoothly, Christians must continue to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. We must be continued to be filled up with the Holy Spirit. Every day, we need to be filled up with the Holy Spirit as this 
is what keeps us going. Like the gasoline in the car keeps the car going, the Holy Spirit is in us, keeping us going. Which brings us to point number two. Ministry is relational. Ministry is relational. Hebrews 10.25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. If you've ever doubted that the day of our Lord is drawing near, I would challenge you to revisit and reevaluate those thoughts. We have seen more craziness in the last few years than we've ever seen before. And this is important because it is important for us to encourage each other in our local assembly. It is important for us to commune with one another and be able to fellowship as the body of Christ. Listen, we are to engage, we are to encourage, and we are to evaluate. Let me say that one more time. We are to engage, we are to encourage, and we are to evaluate. Well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, let's start with number one. Engaging is what we do on Sunday morning worship, Bible study, and small groups. Most of us attend a local assembly, and we are probably involved with a small group in our Bible studies at most local assemblies. And because of that, we are participating in helping each other stay the course, to run the good race. It's imperative that we do so as we do not want to drift away and find ourselves out on an island by ourselves. Number two, encouraging is what we do when we edify and speak words of love and compassion into each other's lives or also how we act it out. Let me give you an example when I say how we act it out. When you do something for someone in need, you look like God. You look like God. It's imperative that we encourage each other, but also encourage the faith of those who are faithless in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we act out, when we take care of the needs, when we are a blessing to those who do not have, we look like the love of our Father. We look like our Father God. And therefore, people who don't know him will begin to desire to find out more about him. Which brings us to point number three, evaluating. Evaluating is what we do when we discuss the word of God or go over the sermon or lesson. This typically is done in a small group setting or even getting together with friends 
over a cup of coffee. Evaluating is also when we look at what we do when something is not lining up with the word of God. And we need clarity to address the proper approach to dealing with it. We must evaluate it. Romans 1, 12 through 13 says, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith. But I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit, just as I have seen among other Gentiles. Romans 12.10 says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Proverbs 27.17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Look at all these powerful passages that deal with the collaboration of the body of Christ collectively coming together to do the work of God, to uplift each other, to encourage each other, to edify each other, to sing songs of praises to our Lord and Savior by lifting him up on high in one unified thought and one unified mindset to say we are sold out for you lord amen well listen guys we are out of time for today we will pick back up next week with part two and as always i want to encourage you to support man we need your help to continue to further the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So go to Pierre's podcast where you can find out more information about becoming a partner with our ministry. Okay? Listen, as always, like and subscribe on any of our social platforms. And thank you for joining us today. I hope you were blessed. And as always, you have been listening to Pierre's podcast. Bye-bye.